Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. Finale, titled EPS 1.9 underscore ZER0 day dot AVI. One season of annoyingly unreadable titles down. Two seasons of annoyingly unreadable titles to go. Uh, I say two and not three because season four uh, actually has readable episode titles. (laughs) They changed the format and it's... Probably the best thing they could have done for my sanity. So, we're going to have to trudge through seasons two and three before we get to that bastion of readable episode titles. That's that's season four. But whatever. I digress. Holy shit, this finale. My, my god. This finale is nothing short of perfection. It's an amazing, amazing way to cap off a titanic debut season. It's so, so freaking fantastic. So, the episode opens. Uh, We get this interaction between Krista and her ex, Michael. Remember back in the pilot, Elliot hacked this dude and found out he was cheating on his wife with Krista and a bunch of others and uh, is just a pile of garbage and Use this information to get him to break up with Krista. Remember that? Well, guess what? Turns out Michael grew some balls. Slash, uh, became a victim of a separate hack that revealed his infidelities to his, uh, to his wife. So, that hack was for not, uh, giving him (laughs) the Krista breakup and the dog was all for not. So, kind of got some balls, but kind of not. He's basically using his own misfortune to lash out at Elliot, and so he's having this sit-down with Krista and saying, Hey, your patient hacked me. Made me say those things. Took my dog. Here's all the evidence I have. If you know anything, you need to tell me. 
screw all that uh, doctor-patient confidentiality bullshit. This guy's committing a crime. He's doing it to other people. And he's just being a manipulative prick. Like, we had some good times. Remember? And then Krista basically tells this guy to F off. And walks away. And the dude's like, he took my dog! Doesn't mention the fact that he was abusive to said dog. But whatever. Uh, But the dude goes home. In frustration. Sits down. Turns on his TV. And sees the news. That F Society has launched a... Massive, massive hack on Evil Corp. And as a result, uh, Evil Corp's data is just gone. It's all encrypted. They can't access it. Uh, There's no debt. Stock markets are going down. The economy's going just completely nutso in other countries. And it's... Slowly starting to get there in America. It's this like huge downward spiral of just full blown chaos that Evil Corp has been the victim of and that F Society has caused. And I love, I love how this episode just starts to explore. The fallout of this hack. And the next couple seasons we'll see a lot of that as well. We'll talk about it at length. But the fallout of this hack is so great. The chaos. Uh, people are taking to the streets. Talking about how we're finally free. We're finally awake. Uh, everyone's donning F Society masks. There's this, there's this video that gets put out. Uh, even All Safe is affected. Gideon meets with his CFO, and she's like, yeah, dude, your biggest client is going through a crisis at the moment. You're done. You need to close Allsafe. So, rip Allsafe. Allsafe is dead. Uh, Meanwhile, F-Society, without Elliot, and much to their dismay on that point, are just engaging in this cleanup. They're wiping everything, destroying everything. Uh, they incinerate all their drives, all their computers, all their everything that was used in the hack. Uh, in fact, there's this great scene where they're at this place where I guess they, like, Murder dogs? And shove them in an incinerator? They used their incinerator and freed all the dogs. It's awesome. It's really, really great. Uh, And then they throw an end-of-the-world party (laughs) at the arcade, making it a Petri dish. Uh, Fingerprints all over the place. There's no goddamn way anyone's gonna figure out who the core members of F-Society are in any way. And then there's Evil Corp itself. A lot of the chaos of which we see through the eyes of Angela, 
who, very poor timing, took the job at Evil Corp that Terry offered her. So she goes in and just immediately is met with this chaos. Immediately is mess is met with this post-hack insanity. And so we see everyone just running around, going nuts, just not sure what the hell to do to recover everything, if they can recover everything. And we get this amazing, amazing, amazing sequence uh, where one of Angela's superiors sits down for a TV interview. And he starts doing the normal corporate bullshit of like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's totally okay. It's all wonderful. This is not a big deal. No one should be worried. And then the interviewer presses him a bit. And then he's like, okay, you want to know the truth? People should be afraid. I've been with my team all weekend, and we're not sure how to fix this. In fact, the only thing we do know is it can't be fixed. And I know personally my life is over. Uh, Pretty much all of my savings and everything were tied up in this company from day one. So I'm dirt poor and have nothing. And then... He pulls out a gun, puts it in his mouth, and shoots himself. Just blows his brains out everywhere. On camera. On television. Right in front of Angela. To the point where blood is splattered on her shoes. It is such an intense... Such a horrifying and just incredible, incredible sequence uh, that is very traumatizing, very graphic. Uh, it immediately shows the human side to Evil Corp that Elliot kind of didn't think of in the process, the unintended consequences. Like, he literally became the face of unintended consequences. In this moment. Like, in case you're wondering why Elliot's freaking the hell out and saying, I didn't want this, I didn't want this, I didn't want this, I didn't want this. It's because of stuff like this. Like, the casualties of this chaos. But it's a brilliant, brilliant sequence that telegraphs so much. Like, not just of... Oh my god, this just happened. This is insane and traumatizing and oh my god, and how will this affect Angela? But and we'll talk about that in a second. But also the what have we done aspect of this hack. And I remember, by the way, when this was first airing, all the way back in 2015. I remember around this time, uh, this episode actually had to get delayed a week. They had to push back the airing of this episode a full week because there was a real-world tragedy where 
if I'm remembering correctly, and please call in if I'm misremembering this, but I remembered, like, I guess some TV reporter got shot during an on-location report. And it was, like, a big thing people were talking about, and USA was like, okay, so we got a scene that is, like, way too similar to what just happened in the real world. Uh, We're not going to try and edit that down or anything. We're not going to try and sanitize it. We're not going to rush a re-edit out. But we are going to push this back a week uh, and give everyone a chance to sort of settle on it. Like, if it had aired that week, it would have been too soon. And I remember being like, oh... Well, okay, I mean, I guess if they have something that close, then I guess, like, they should push it back. Gee, I wonder, I wonder what that episode could possibly have that could have justified that pushback. And then that extra week passed, I finally got to watch this finale, I saw this scene, and immediately was just like, Yep, they made the right decision! <laughs> It would have been way too soon. (laughs) It would have been absolutely too soon. A thousand percent. Which, by the way, that's the right way to handle those things. Like, don't, like, shelve it. Don't, like, try to re-edit it at the last minute. Like, just push it back a little bit. Push it back a little bit. Give people chances to heal from it, to bounce back from it, uh, give it a chance to sort of, at the risk of sounding insensitive, blow over, and then put it out when that real-world thing is not as fresh in everyone's minds. Like, that's the way to handle it, where, I mean, obviously, no creator and no network wants to be put in this position. Obviously. Like, the ideal scenario would be that type of stuff doesn't happen at all. But if, like, that is the best way to handle uh, an objectively terrible situation. And I always did have respect for uh, Sam Esmail and USA for making that decision. For saying, like, yeah, yeah, this this is the right way to handle it. But we have that sequence. It's so, so perfect. Uh, Angela immediately afterwards meets Price, the CEO, and he's like, hey, look, you just experienced a trauma. If you need to go home, you can totally do that. But also, if you don't want to go home, uh, I'll also invite you to this press conference uh, because I do like you. You're, you're Terry's recommendation, right? He rarely is impressed by anyone. I'm looking forward to you impressing me. Here's some money. Get some new shoes. Those have blood on them. And there's this great, uh, amazing, amazing sequence in the store when she's buying shoes. And... The the guy helping her is like, you work at at Evil Corp, right? Is this? Oh, 
God, is this from the guy on TV? So you saw this happen and then went to buy shoes? That's, that's cold. Honestly, you shouldn't be working there. They are evil. They are the worst. Their business practices are horrible. And Angel's just like, look, I, I know they're bad. I needed a job. And the guy's like, that's no excuse. How could you, how could you stick your head in the sand? How could you be one of them? And then she just flips out and is like, I don't know who you think you're talking to. But I'll try the Pradas next. Like, she's just going full corporate stooge off of this guy who's honestly being, like, way too judgmental. Like, just help her try on shoes, asshole. That's your job. No one asked you. (laughs) Angela is, like, showing how cold she is. uh, How desensitized she's becoming slowly and slowly and slowly and slowly and slowly getting into the corporate world. But still, that dude's a dick the worst type of person no one asked you and then Angela decides to go to Price's press conference uh she talks to Price a little bit and Price is so confident he's so sure uh they're gonna get through this and Angela asks why and Price is like people did this they're just people and we can deal with it And Price keeps talking. Uh, Angela asks why he's taking such an interest in her. And he's like, you're, you're refreshing. You're young and ambitious and smart. You're what this company needs right now. And then the dude just goes full piece of shit and says, you know, between you and me, I'm glad he killed himself. He wasn't a good person. He was weak. I despise people like him. The world's better off without him. And I think even his family's better off without him. Like, what the hell? You've taken such a left-hand turn into being such a garbage person. Good God, man. And then he goes up to the mic and is like, First, let us have a moment of silence for our dear friend. It's like, uh, Wow. Wow. You're a a special kind of jackass, aren't you? You really, really are. Wow. Wow. And then there's Elliot, who wakes up in Tyrell's car several days after the hack with no memory of what happened. And just really confused and frantic, like, I need to search for Tyrell. I need to search for Tyrell. I need to search for Tyrell. He looks at the arcade. Nope. Looks at E-Corp. Nope. Looks at his house. And meets Joanna. And the two have a bit of a standoff where, like, they're talking in circles, like, keeping pleasantries, trying to keep true agendas hidden from one another. 
and it's it's so brilliant. And like Elliot's just freaking out, like, oh my god, this woman. <laughs> She's like, I, I don't trust her. I don't trust her. She's definitely lying. She's playing games. I think she can hear us, even. The paranoia, 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 paranoia. And Elliot just walks away eventually. Then he goes back to Tyrell's car, finds this USB. Plugs it into a computer at, like, an internet cafe. Finds this video of Elliot getting pushed, quote-unquote, by Mr. Robot. And sees that it was actually just, he jumped. And then Elliot, in this desperate attempt to get Mr. Robot to come out. He calls 911, fully prepared to turn himself in. And then Mr. Robot shows up and is like, okay, you got me. What do you want? And we get this amazing, amazing battle between the two in this really ethereal, amazing sequence. Elliot chokes out Mr. Robot. And we see for a brief second what it actually looks like. And it just looks like Elliot choking himself. It's amazing. It's so funny. <laughs> Mr. Robot demonstrates how he is him. By, like, taking control and getting someone to punch him in the face. But he actually ends up punching Elliot in the face because they're the same. Elliot walks down through Times Square through all these protests. And Mr. Robot pins him against the wall. Pins him against this LED American flag light-up thing. And it's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, we we did great things. And going on this tirade about how you're forgetting the good we just did. Elliot starts talking to us, the viewer. And Mr. Robot, because remember, they're the same person, is like, stop talking to them. They can't help you. Like, it's, oh, it's so great. Uh, the projections of Elliot as a kid and Elliot's mom come out. Mr. Robot goes on a whole tirade about we're living in a fantasy world. Elliot screams about how he wants to be left alone. And then it is in just this mental construction of a deserted, deserted Times Square. With Mr. Robot, the mother, and the kid on the, on the video billboard thing. Talking about how they're a part of him. You can't leave us and we can't leave you. And then Mr. Robot's like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go home. You're going to watch and enjoy what we did. The, the chaos and the carnage of what we created. And you're going to remember how great this is. Mr. Robot just sends him home without any answers of what they did during those few days. What happened to Tyrell? For all we know, Mr. Robot killed Tyrell. Like, we have no clue what's happening. We have no clue where he is. No clue what's happened. And then Elliot's at home. He gets a knock on the door. And then credits. But... That's not the end of the episode just yet. There's a post-credit scene. And a really, really great one at that. We see this party with a bunch of rich, rich assholes. We see Price 
talking to some random guy. They're talking about the Congo. And they're talking about the hack. And the dude's like, you know who did it, right? And Price is like, of course we know who's responsible. We will deal with him the way we always do. So, um, apparently the identity of the hacker, the E-Corp hacker person, not such a secret, apparently. And then we pan over, we see a close-up of this guy, and it's like, huh, this person looks familiar. And then we hear the watch beep. And we realize... This is White Rose as a man, not a woman, a dude, sitting down and talking to Price, the CEO of E-Corp, who he slash she just helped launch a massive hack against. What? 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 Oh my god, the levels of just... What? I remember when I first saw this post credit scene, and I was watching it, and I was just like, What the hell is happening? What is going on? Why is White Rose a dude now? Why is he slash she sitting down with the CEO of E-Corp? Why are they talking about Rome burning? How does Price know who did the hack? What is this party? What's going on? What's the importance of the Congo? What's going on? And that's the end of the season. Oh my god, this first season. It's amazing. It's so, so fantastic. I remember first watching it. I had never seen anything like it. It's it's incredible. It's an incredible, incredible, incredible debut. One of the best debut seasons of all time. Starting off one of the greatest shows Actually, the greatest show, period, of all time. Look, there's not much more I can say about what we're going to get next without spoiling all the things. So I'm just going to leave it at that and say season one's over. Get ready for us to talk about season two, because season two, oh boy, there is some shit going down in season two. And I cannot wait to talk about it. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 1. Talk to you then.